Okay, so we have a Hanukkah special edition of Exploring Amuna tonight. I think uh, you're not going to be disappointed. There's an amazing, amazing piece. This is from the Sichas Musser, of Chaim Shmulevitz, and uh, he's going to really blow open uh, a huge aside for us. And uh, let's see what he has to say. The, the Gemara says... In Shabbos, the famous Gemara and Bemamalikin, my Hanukkah. And Rashi says, Al Nes on what miracle was the Yantav of Hanukkah established? For what? What was the main miracle of Hanukkah? The Tanarabanan. Kishinachnasi Yavanim Lahechal. When the Yavanim, the Greeks, entered into the Beis HaMikdash, Timukalashmanim, they defiled all of the oils. Shebehechal. And when the Malchus Beis Chashmonai came and they beat them back and they basically kicked them out of the Beis HaMikdash, and they checked and they only found a single jog of oil. And it had the Chaysama of the Kain Gadol on it, it had the seal of the Kain Gadol, and a miracle happened. There was only enough to light one night, and then it lasted eight full nights. The next year, the following year, they were kaiveya, and they made it a yantif, days of halal and haida. This is answering the question, right? The question was, my Hanukkah, what was the miracle that it was established for? And the Gemara continues and tells us the story. It doesn't mention anything about the Mohamma, really. It, it just speaks primarily about the Nes of the Pach Shem. And there is really two miracles of Hanukkah. There's the, the fact that we beat the Ivanim and the fact that we had this miracle of the lights in the Beis HaMikdash. So the Halavayda, it seems, from the Gemara, was Nikva on the Nes of the Pach Shemin. So Reb Chaim Shmulevitz asks that you have to think about this a little bit. This is a period of, of history that Klai Yisrael were literally on the brink of, of extinction. So they were, we were almost uh, annihilated spiritually. We were going to not remember the Torah. We were not able to do mitzvahs. They weren't trying to kill us, at least on a physical level, but spiritually, imagine if we would not be able to learn, we wouldn't be able to daven, we wouldn't be able to, to keep Shabbos, etc. So after, after a while, we would just suffocate spiritually. So, so that is what was happening then. And then great miracles were taking place. Crazy, uh, against all odds miracle. We had a couple of, uh, couple of rabbis taking down this, the, the, the mightiest army in the world, and, uh, and they won. And uh, so that was a, a tremendous military victory. And there was, uh, there was tremendous uh, nisim taking place, tremendous yeshuas 
If I were to ask you, what would you say is the main purpose, is the bigger of the two miracles? Uh, you know, being able, let's say, uh, let's say Israel, Rahman uh, al gets into a, into a, a war with, uh, with Russia. Okay, and, but much less than Israel. Israel, like, with like an army of five people. And they take down the mighty uh, Soviet, the mighty, the mighty Russian army. That would be a tremendous miracle, right? We would all we would all agree that that would be. And then also at the same time, there was a miracle that we found a little jug of oil, and the jug of oil was only enough to last one night, and lo and behold, it lasted eight nights. So the choice between those two. It's not even a choice. It's not even a contest. Of course you would celebrate Halavayda over this great miracle, a military victory that's won for the books, that, you know, that goes down in history as being just like off the charts, crazy impressive. The miracle of, of lights, is, it's a nice miracle. It's a nice story, but it ain't of the magnitude of a, of a, of a lopsided military victory that, was, uh, that banished the enemy from the Beis HaMikdash and was able to reinstate the, uh, the Malchus of Yisrael. So what exactly are we doing here? Why would we be kaiveya on nes, halavayda, on, on v'chiyidmen nes pach shemen shetachlisay adlakas amenayra v'tar shivas yam l'nes ha'atzala shayabay tshu agdol v'rkin l'am yisrael v'kiyam kala terakul dairi dairis Can you compare that nes, the, the nes of the pach shemen, which again, we're not taking away anything from that nes, it was an amazing nes, but if you put it on a scale with a, a, a military victory that really was the the reason why we're alive spiritually today, because of the military victory. Afterwards, there was like this little tiny miracle relative to this huge miracle, and the Gemara and Shabbos seems to be saying that that uh, that my Hanukkah, on which on which nace was it Nikva, and the Gemara goes on to tell us about this nace of the Pach Shemin. How do you understand that? He says, It's true that the nes of the Pach Shemen was an open miracle, but the nes Hatzala nes nister, and the nes Hatzala is a nes nister, it's a hidden miracle. Why do we say halanaida on what we got? Who cares whether or not it was, it was open or it was hidden? The, the bottom line is, it happened to us. It was a miracle, and we benefited from it. Which was the miracle that we benefited from the most? Hands down, the military victory of, of Hanukkah. There's no question. What do you have out of Hanukkah, to, out of the fact that they found the uh, Pach Shemunah? Obviously, there's a lot of very deep Torah about the Nes of the Pach Shemen, and we're not taking anything away. But just on, on a simple, you know, on a very, very simple level, how in the world could anyone compare these two miracles? And yet, shockingly, the Gemara is saying that the reason for Halal and Haidan Hanukkah is because of the Nes of the Pach Shemen. Fine. So now listen to what Reb Chaim Shmulevitz is going to tell us, and it's from this week's parsha. So I'm not sure if I'm giving a shmuz on Friday. 
if I do, it would probably be a Zoom schmooze, but uh, I'm not sure yet what we're doing it, but we'll see. But stay tuned to the Lander uh, WhatsApp. But this is what, in case we don't get together for the schmooze on Friday, this is a vart from the Parsha that you could say over at your Shabbos tables that will, be, uh, will blow people's minds off. This week's parsha we have Yosef being sold down to Egypt. And it says there, that a group of, of Yishmaelim, of Arabs, they were coming from Gilad. So Yosef was sold to Egypt. And, but on the way down there, he was in a caravan of Arabs. And in this caravan that was basically taking him down there as, uh, as, as property, he was sold. He was like a piece of uh, merchandise. So in that same caravan, the gemalim, these, these camels that he was riding with, they were carrying a cargo that was unusual for Arabs to carry. There was uh, different types of uh, very fine-smelling fragrances and, uh, and certain types of nuts and certain types of aromas. Very, very like beautiful-smelling stuff that Yosef was uh, surrounded by on his way down to Egypt. What, is, what do normally Arabs carry? Arabs are into oil. They're into... Uh, petroleum and, and uh, different types of chemicals. They're into like really foul-smelling stuff, like, you know, like tar. What? What did you say? Tar. Ta- you said tar? Yeah. Oh, me too. So, so tar and like, all those types of things, like things that really stink. That's normally what Arabs are into. But suddenly these Arabs were different. These Arabs were smelling, were, were having all types of like a, like a spice business of some sort and they were like and it was really really good smelling stuff and that was like a praise that the Pasuk is saying that's why the Pasuk is spelling out exactly what what was the what these camels were laden with even though that's not normal at all for Arabs to be carrying such things but Chazal say look at what HaKadosh Baruch Hu prepared for this tzaddik, for Yosef HaTzaddik at this time, sakim malayim b'samim, bags full of fragrant spices. Sharuch min ha-shevis b'hem, that, the, that, that the, the spirit, you know, you're, you smell, and uh, you smell them, and, and they give you hanam, ne'irech and shalaravim. And, uh, and basically, it will overpower the smell of the Arabs, so, you know, you won't have to smell what they smell like. You're able to... So Yesu is able to have like a, a nice, pleasant experience on the way down to Egypt. Now, what's the kasha? Anyone have a kasha on this, Medrash, before we see what he asks? Any problem with that, Medrash? That you might know the answer. That's why you're not asking it. But... Um, Let's see it in Sevilchairainadvarmubanim. Says it makes no sense, says Rukhaim. Bisha Kasha Zu. Shayesev Hurd Mitzraim. Look at the crazy experience that Yasef was having. He was being sent down to Egypt. 
He was just yesterday, he was the, the, the beloved, prized child of Yaakov Avinu. He was the Ben Zakunim. He was the son that Yaakov Avinu had in old age, or he gave over all of his taira. You know, there's a Balaturim that says on Ben Zakunim that Zakunim is, uh, is Rosh Tevis of Zroim. Uh, Kachim, Nashim, or or and Yeshua says Nashim, and then uh, and Mayed. Basically, at least five out of the six starim of Mishnayos or Shas. He was the child that that Yaakovinu taught Kolatera Kula to. He was the beloved child. He was the apple of his eye. All his brothers were jealous of the relationship that they had. So he had it made. He was, uh, he was 17 years old. He was very handsome. He was living literally on, you know, it couldn't get better for him. Life was so good. And all of a sudden, now, everything that Yaakovino had from Shem Aver, he gave over to him. Now he finds himself in this deep, deep dungeon of, of, a, of an experience that, unfathomable, he was sold as a slave to Egypt by his own brothers. What was Egypt at the time? Egypt at the time was the worst, the lowest place in the world. It was a locked land. Meaning, never in the history of the world did an Eved ever manage to escape. It was like Alcatraz. You could not get out of Egypt if you're an Eved. He never went to Egypt. Though. What? He didn't actually get out of Egypt. He, was, he rose to power. Yeah, but he was, in, he was sold there as an Eved. So he, at the time, when he was going down there, he said, oh no, I'm never getting... He, I mean, he didn't know that he was going to rise to power. He thought he was just going to be an, a slave, like, you know doing menial labor his whole life and never be able to escape. It seemed at that moment, at least, that he'd never escape, he'd never be free. So this was like, obviously, like a crazy dark moment in Yosef HaTzadik's life. And at this dark and gloomy moment, do you think it really, really mattered in the big picture to Yosef what the smell was? Is that his biggest problem? If, let, let me give you a, a more recent, uh, I guess, uh, example. If, uh, if people like were in the Holocaust and they were, uh, they were packed into cattle cars, they left their, they had to give up their, it's, it's sometimes I like, I, you know, to think about what, people just, you know, maybe grandparents of ours, great-grandparents, great-uncles, whatever it was. Elmir, how long was it? 80 years ago? 85 years ago? Not long. Not long. It's not, not a very long time ago. They, they were living in nice houses. They, they, you know, had good jobs. Some of them were professionals. Some of them were big tamid chacham, and uh, depending on where you lived, and, you know, but they were living very, very good lives, like we're living today. And all of a sudden, in like a short amount of time, all of a sudden, everything changed. They were rounded up in, in, in a city square, and they were put in cattle cars and shipped to, to death camps, concentration camps, where they were forced into slave labor. And like their whole world, like overnight almost, they, it just, everything just changed. 
They didn't know where their wives were, where their kids were. They, everything was... And so let's say on those cattle cars, does it really matter whether it had a good smell or a bad smell, whether there was spices or it was, uh, or was, or, or, or was disgusting? Like it, it, that was like the least of their problems. And Yosef, obviously in a very different way, but Yosef was being... He was going through... It was a, a living nightmare. Does it matter at that point that there was some nice smell. Is that, like, is that the major part of the story? Like, what's the, what's the takeaway? When Chazal tell us this, they're not telling it to us as a historical fact. There's obviously, there's something that we're supposed to take. There's a lesson that's very critical to take away from every Chazal. A lot of times we just rush through Chazal and we rush through Agadita, we rush through Rashi's and Chamesh, but every, every word in the Torah is super, super important and it's so laden with lessons and with richness, and you have to just sometimes stop and ask yourself, yeah, why, why is this important? How does this matter? Like, does it matter what Yosef was smelling on the way down to Egypt when his whole life was shattered? During that bitter time, so it smelled nice. Is that yuchal asav like kairas ruach? Atim is that going to say, oh, Baruch Hashem, at least the smell is good. That's not, that was not in his mind. Yosef was not, like that wasn't for, on the forefront of his mind at that time, what, what, how it smelled on those wagons. So he says as follows. Ach keshenamik bedavar nira shedavar gadol hurech basamim zeh. So that's what that if you think about it a little bit, it was very important. It was extremely significant that there was Reach Besamim at this point. During this time of Cheshach and Afela, of darkness and, and dreariness and gloominess, during this time that the entire world was exploding all around him. His whole life was, was, was gone. At that moment, Yosef would have been forgiven if he would have just said, you know what? I'm done. I can't. It's over. I have nothing left to live for. My father, I'll never see. My brothers sold me at like, you know, like a, they threw me into a pit. They left, and it was snakes, snakes and scorpions left me for dead, pulled me out, sold, sold me to some Arab merchants. Now I'm in this caravan going down to Egypt. I'm going to be a slave. God knows where I'm going to be tomorrow and if I'm going to eat, if I'm going to, what's going to be. Everything was gone. His whole life was shattered. And he could have very easily had a Yish mentality like, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm giving in. I'm conceding. I, I, I lose. It seems like HaKadosh Baruch Hu totally forgot about him. He's for, Hashem hates me. Hashem forgot about me. Hashem likes everybody else better than me. That's like the normal type of, uh, you know, of refrain that would go through many of our minds. Like, look at, this is, this is like a disaster. And God hates me, and he, he forgot about me. He's, I'm, I'm lost, I'm forgotten, I'm, I'm done. At this critical, horrible moment, At this moment, Hashem sends him a kiss. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends him a kiss, and he says, 
I didn't forget about you. Um, I have your back. I know exactly where you are. I know exactly the situation that you're in. I love you. I'm protecting you. There's a reason for all this happening. You're still under my supervision. And never lose your bitachin Hashem. Never lose faith. Because I'm here with you. This was something that was not a normal thing. It was not, this is not normal. Arabs don't sell spices. Arabs don't spell, they're, they're, they're into the, the, the smelly stuff, the disgusting stuff. Yosef chaptis. Yosef realized that it's not normal. This is not a normal thing that I should be of all the caravans in the world. Um, I get the caravan that's, that has beautiful smelling aromas on it. is taking him by the hand. He's literally going down to Egypt along with him. I'm here with you. Just like he said to Yaakov, This is a very famous Yisait of Reb Chaim. That um, that and it happens to us a lot. If you know, if you're if you're perceptive and you have in in life, you have to have your antennas up at all times, because you always very often and a lot of times when you need it the most. I don't know if you you can think about these things. I try to whenever these things happen, I try to write them down. I have a special uh, a special chidushe Torah book on my shelf. And, uh, and it's not for Chidusha Torah, but it's for Ashkach Pratis or these types of experiences. Sometimes, you know, life seems to really be bad and you don't understand why something is happening. And all of a sudden, like, just, it could be like a very small thing, but it's like, it's a kiss. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is sending you a kiss, like a little, a little candy package. And, uh, you know, as a symbol, like, I didn't forget about you. Everything is good, but... You have to sometimes get a reminder that things are really not out of control. Things are still in control. It might come in the way of, uh, you know, just somebody saying a nice word to you when you really need it. It might be, you know, some like great news that happens in your life when you really, really, when everything seemed very dismal. It might be that you, you were able to get sheer, Hashem gave you sheer, like, and you understood it and you enjoyed it and you appreciated it. It might be that, you know, you were able to, you know, have a bump into an old friend or an old Rebbe or whatever. And, and something happens in life a lot of times if you're, you have to just be very on guard for it. But when things are not going so well, sometimes, and it, it's not always, but sometimes all of a sudden, there's like just a spark and like you say, thank you, Hashem. Like, thank you. I, I, I get it. I see that you're here for me. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it happens a lot. Like a lot of times I feel that, you know, when, some, when, you, when you're going through like, let's say a, a very bad patch of time, for whatever reason, everyone has their own reasons. But a lot of times I, you know, I, I always say that, Get ready for something really good to happen. If, some, if bad stuff is happening, just brace yourself for some good things because that's the way Hashem operates. Sometimes we need bad stuff in our life for whatever reason. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in his attempt to, 
to reach out to us and to make sure that we're not taking it too seriously or getting too deep into a yish mode. HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends some like good news. He sends a little little reminder of, of something. It might be uh, you know just something very sweet, something very small, but it's something that 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 you realize that you know it could be like all of a sudden you get an email from somebody that's like a nice complimentary email about something random, and like you say, okay, thank you, Hashem. I, I, I see that you're you're helping me out. You're you're giving me chizuk here, and. I didn't photocopy the entire, the entire mimer here, but I think you could probably figure out the, uh, the, the, the Hanukkah punchline. And that is that, it's always a couple of pages later, but Chaim basically says that that's what Hanukkah was. Of course, there was a huge Yeshua, like a, a giant, giant Yeshua that Klai Yisrael were able to beat back the Yavanim and uh, a military conquest that, you know, for the history books, uh, a crazy, crazy experience. But, and, and relative to that, the fact that we found the Pach Shemen in the Beis HaMikdash, Muna, you know, with a kind Gadol seal on it, it wasn't like a huge, huge deal in, a, in, in the big scheme of things. So why are we making Halavadah? You know why we're making Halavadah? Because, because it was such a dark period of, of time, Hanukkah. Hanukkah is... Uh, you know, it, it's a dark, it was very, very difficult that period of time in Klai Yisrael's history, and we didn't know what would be. And we had the military victory, and it was, uh, but we needed a kiss. We wanted HaKadosh Baruch Hu to give us that, that, that sign. You know, you ever say to Hashem, Hashem, if you love me, show it, I need it now. I need the sign right now, I need it. The sign that HaKadosh Baruch Hu loved us was the Pach Shemen. That was like an extra, that was like the, the spices on, on, uh, on Yosef's caravan. It wasn't necessary. HaKadosh Baruch didn't have to do it. Yosef would have probably survived even if it smelled of, uh, of tar. But HaKadosh Baruch gave us that chizuk and that, when you have those little moments of, of, of recognition that there's a God in the world and He cares about me and He's sending me a sign that sign is sometimes worth a million times the big miracles. The big miracles, it's great, it's cool, it's important, but it's the small signs that HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends us in life. It's the, the aroma on Yosef's truck. It was the, the, the Pach Shemen when we really needed to, to know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't forget about us and didn't uh, lose hope in us and didn't forsake us. And comes along the Pach Shem, we thought it was all over. We couldn't even, we had no, everything was defiled, everything was Tameh in the base of Magdish. But then all of a sudden we found like one little jug of oil that was pure and clean. And then it lit not just for one night, but for eight nights. And we saw, wow, yeah, Hashem is here. Hashem really cares about us. The military victory, you could chalk it up to being, you know, a brilliant army, guerrilla warfare, whatever you want to, whatever it is, there's ways of explaining away military. You find, you know, you find in Afghanistan, you look in Afghanistan, they took down, you know, Afghanistan, these people that, that are living in, uh, in medieval times, pretty much, the Taliban or whatever it is, they're able to take down the Russian army in, in the 70s and the U.S. army in the, in the 90s. And, the, you know, they, they're, it's, you find sometimes lopsided military victories. You give it enough time and, you, you know, you do enough shtick and you get them, you know, it's possible. 
It was, uh, I'm not taking away from the miracle victory that it was, but it wasn't a, a, a nace nigla. It was, okay, they, were, they had a better, they had a, they had a, good, uh, a good playbook. But the, the sign, which is the Pach Shemen, is really what the Halavayda is. It's, it's the sign of Emuna. It's a sign that we have Bitachin. It's a sign that HaKadosh has a relationship with us and He did not forsake us. How do you know that today? Today we're living in a 2,000-year-old Galus. You know, we haven't had Ashras HaShchino. We haven't had the Beis HaMikdash. We haven't brought Karbanas. We haven't had a, had a Kain Galdo. We haven't had Levim singing Shira. How do we know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is still caring about us? So Hanukkah comes along every year, and, and as we light the Neiris, we get that reminder that HaKadosh Baruch Hu really loves us, that He's there, He cares. And, and, then, and from that, we're able to apply that to our daily life. Because I'm telling you, I'm sure maybe you could all, anyone have such a story on, on just... Anyone could, if it's personal, you don't have to share it, but if it's not personal. Anyone, like, remember something recently that may have happened that, like, just like a, a sign, one of these? I'm telling you, it, all the time it happens. Some, like, one day I was, like, really in a bad mood, and, um, and, uh, I was just like, I don't even know what I was in a bit. I, mean, I know, but like, it's not in the game. But it was like, I was like, it was, you know, sometimes you have like these days or these weeks that are like, every, nothing is going your way and everything is just like, everything is just like not good. So I, whatever. So I had that. And like one day I came to Yeshiva and like somebody left me like a, like a candy and a note on my, on my table. You know, Rebbe, hi, we're here dropping the neighborhood. And, you know, I thought you'd appreciate it, whatever. And like that... And it wasn't just a note from him. It was HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like, putting that on my table when I needed it. You know, to remind sometimes I get, like, emails from random people that, you know, I bought your book and it's really changed my life. Whatever it is, like, things that, you know, that they didn't have to do that. I could have survived with that, but it was like, so, sometimes you get, like, chizuk from, and it's not random. It, HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts an idea in somebody's head to, to track me down or to di- just so that you, you understand, okay, thank you, Hashem, I see that, I got the, I got the point, I got the chizak, I appreciate it. And that's the dinner, that's Yasef, that's Hanukkah, but it's really our life. And that's what exploring Amunah is all about. We, we have to realize that we have to look for HaKadosh Baruch Hu in, in the events of our life. If we're, just, if we're just believing, but we're not feeling it, it's not enough. You have to see that, you know, wow, HaKadosh Baruch you're amazing. I, I needed that, and you got it for me. Or, you know, I was hoping that something would happen, and it, it came exactly as I needed it, and in the right time, and I can't thank you enough. Halavayda is, like is whenever these things happen, you have to see them, hop them, appreciate it, and write it down. Because if you write it down, then, you know, just like you all had these blank, when I asked you about it, I, I understand. I, I also, if you don't write things down, if you don't write Hashkach Pratis stories down, and you don't write these kisses from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you can make a book just kisses from Hashem, and I guarantee you could fill it up in a year if you just are good about writing things down. Just, you know, I was here, I was in a supermarket, things were, and then boom. And like all of a sudden, something good happened. And you didn't understand why, why I happened to go here, but I was, uh, uh, and all of a sudden, you know, now you realize because 
had I not done this, and I wouldn't, uh, you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's an amazing thing, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that, you know, he's dealing with, with billions of people on this world. And he's able to, like, coordinate everything in just such a way that people's lives intersect in, in ways that are sometimes really bad, but sometimes really good. And he gives you good when you need it. And, he, and, and sometimes, you know, the bad is never, is never a good time for bad, but sometimes the good, it's, like, it's, it's just like injected into your life just to the point that you really need it. But you have to chap that it's, that it's a message from Hashem, it's a kiss from Hashem. And the more that you can realize it and appreciate it, the more that our amuna goes, grows stronger, our bitachin grows stronger, and our lives are richer. And when we could, like, you know, when, whenever we have these hashkacha pratis moments, if we tell it to our, to our friends and to our families and to, and to the people around us, and we, and we, we share these moments with people, it, it strengthens everybody's amun and inspires everybody. Is a, a great Hasidic Shavart, Hemanti um, Kiadaber, Pasagan Halal, Hemanti Kiadaber, whatever the Pshuta Shemikra means with it. Hemanti Kiadaber means I, my Amuna is stronger Kiadaber when I speak about it. If I speak about my experiences with faith, if I experience, if I experience like a tremendous Yeshua or a little, a little flash of of divinity from HaKadosh Baruch Hu when I need it, and I tell you about it, and I speak about it, and I write about it, and I, then it gets stronger. The amuna gets stronger. And we need strong amuna in these days because things are very dark out there. We need as much light as we can. And uh, that's what Hanukkah is all about. Hanukkah is an eight-day period that we could literally bask in the light of the Menorah and allow it to shine throughout every experience in our life. If we do Hanukkah right during, it's not just a week of uh, of eating of eating donuts and, and latkes. It's a it's a week of it's a week of marinating in 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 Ashkacha Pratis in 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 the Yad Hashem, and and we take that throughout the whole year. Hanukkah, if it's spent right, is it, we take that light and we 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 shine in it throughout every experience of our life. And we should all be zeichet to a luchtige Hanukkah, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing you next week.